Welcome to Just Winging It, the Brewmating Podcast. The Brewmating Podcast. I'm John. I really Abdullah. hate that word. Wait a minute. I'm not Patrick Green. Yet that's you. It's a threat. Yeah. That How is. You doing? That's like a nightmare. That's a dream come true, John. <laughs> Should we try that one day for a podcast episode? Just switch roles for a day. Can you do an impression of me? Ah, Patrick Green. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm John Abdullah. <laughs> Gonna go to that was like when people paint the caricatures of people. I'm you know, so adventurous. Th- those were the caricatures of each other. That was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mine is I just was like, like some lame. Mine nerd, is like a Michael Bay tired gift of nerd. a truck exploding, and yours is just like you're like super anxious about everything, and yeah. And I've got like the glasses with the tape in the middle. <laughs> well, we both have glasses on. No, I know, but I mine still are, mine are taped together in the middle. Yeah, you that's know? right. Yeah, have you ever actually done that no. in your life? No, I have. Well, there was so. a time in middle school where Let's my glasses not, broke. Yeah, and I ahead. had uh, and I had to tape them. I didn't poop in anything though. This is not that's becoming good. A poop, yeah, but. before we get into your poop stories and yeah. other stuff, I do have to share some fan feedback. And for once, I'm happy to bring in some uh, some outrage. Oh, I usually, love that. Usually, it's adoring feedback, right? Usually, it's it's lionizing adoration, uh, yeah. just veneration. Which you know, we've our odds are we're striking. Uh, what's the baseball metaphor I want to use here? We're batting. Uh, we're batting we're a high batting average a, here. Yeah, this is going to bring down we've, the average. Many a bit. many runs batted in. <laughs> You can tell we're both big yeah. baseball fans. <laughs> Huge big baseball fan, fan. Big fan. Dude, I love when they throw the hockey puck in the air and hit it. <laughs> That's my favorite with the part. Backboard. Oh, yeah. and all the touchdowns. Yeah. No, we're we're hitting a hundred. Batting four hundred. <laughs> all right, so let's make it eighty now. Okay. Eighty. Point eight. Is that out? Isn't that batting averages? It's on a scale of zero. You're, you're to thinking one? of RBIs, and that that's that's what's throwing <laughs> this whole thing off. It it, oh, this, it doesn't quite it doesn't quite hold up. But uh, your hit percentage is is our hit percentage as a show. Fuck is you. Just, it's just your amazing. your hit percentages. My my hit percentage is a hundred. Okay. All so the here hits, it is. All you're the ready? time. This this uh this feedback came from a very special fan named Bethany. Outrage! <laughs> I was really hoping it wasn't going to be a family member this time. <laughs> I feel um, like we always share the same. Yeah. You know what? But it's the same four wonderful beautiful people who we love Bethany well and I need to this is really for me I have to share this for my own sake so I can go home tonight okay Um, so uh, she (laughs) apparently in the last episode my uh, characterization of her and the way she was raised um, basically in a dungeon with no Santa Claus with no Santa right she was the one who was not allowed to celebrate if she did she was reprimanded so she it turns out she was raised in a dungeon, so that part is accurate, okay? <laughs> Classic. Yes. The Santa thing, I may have exaggerated a little bit. Really? Yeah, apparently her whole childhood was like nothing like I imagined, which I just discovered. So it's good that we had the conversation after the I fact. mean, I'm glad you after cleared that up. After millions of people yeah. think that, you know. So she asked you to come on the air in front of millions, no, 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 millions she, of no, people. No, no, this will probably make things worse. Okay. But I thought I should probably at least pissed. try. She's going to be pissed. <laughs> exactly. I thought I should try, though. So because, what was her actual experience well, because, like? So to be fair, and, and the reason I wanted to bring it up, too, is because uh, for those you know who have thoughts or uh, feelings on Santa or Elf on the Shelf or any of that stuff we talked about, um, it may have been a little judgy of us the way we talked about that. And you know what? That's what we do, so you should just listen to another show. Yeah. But... <laughs> For for the one fan who's my wife, who happens to also be my wife, um, I'll say this, that that apparently um, she was raised so that Santa, they actually, they did do Santa. It's just that they early, did. very early age, um, the mom, uh, her mom dispelled the myth. What? How early and are we talking? One. I, I don't even know the details. Six and I'm months. not going to make up any other details about this because I one will, month. 
be in the doghouse. How old? Um, probably like puberty. Fifty years old. Yeah. Okay, so it hasn't happened yet. <laughs> it's in the future. She's okay. planning. That's to just do amazing. She's seeing the future. <laughs> so anyway, they grew up with Santa. It's just that they uh, her mom dispelled the myth fairly early and did okay. it in a way that was still fun. And to this, her I and thought her I'd sisters this piece as too. well. To her and her sisters at but, the same time. Well, I'm not sure about that because. Bethany shared some amazing moments like this. You'll love this um, because, you know, having kids now and just seeing how they interact with each other as siblings. So basically, Bethany um, and her sister continued to, like, (laughs) do things for each other to make them believe the other person believed Santa was real, even though the other person already knew. And so, like, it was a charming kind of, you know, so they, they still... They still they weren't like the people you imagined who go out there and you know evangelize right. against Santa. Um, it was they much more like the Westboro Baptist Church yes, of Santa Claus. That's right, exactly. Right. So they still see the magic of Santa. It's just that you know uh, they thought of it as more of a. They were actually on the inside and they were like you know in on trying to make it magical for other people and all that. And so I wanted and to bring that up because one of her sisters was afraid of it, right? Yes, because she was afraid of someone coming down the chimney yes. and all that. Which, to be fair, um, is valid. It is. It is. And so, you know, to those people out there who uh, who are thinking maybe not in, indulging in as much of the what we called in the last episode magic of Santa, mm-hmm. aka the lie, uh, <laughs> then there is still magic in the sort of charitable, you know. Um, approach to that of you know helping other people see the magic lie to them basically yes. um and and all of that stuff so i want to set the record straight listen, and fact listen check. we are well i am a judgy person you are very judgy but i have i have fun with it and i'm also okay yeah. admitting that uh you know there are many as i said last time gradations of any of these issues yeah. not every baby boomer hates millennials it's true. Not every non-Santa celebrator is <laughs> some sort of, you know, evangelist. Like with a pitchfork. With a, with an actual pitchfork. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Um Did you but know, you know I, what? If anyone's listening to this show to think about to make a decision about how they want to introduce Santa to kids or like deal with Christmas, you you got to like listen to another. You got to you gotta expand what you're Yeah, this is not to. like the definitive Go you read know, some perspective stuff or, you know. I mean, don't do anything but listen to this. I hope I hope that our approach to some of this stuff can just generate some thought you know what i mean to say to make you say oh those guys are fucking crazy i'm a good parent and they're shitty yeah but they're not going to say that because they're going to be like those guys are the wisest most beautiful humans right Uh, up there with the dalai lama and desmond tutu unbelievable well they wrote their book about us unbelievably educated and um, just scions of industry they're always brewmating they're brewmating all over each other that's our secret that's our secret to success always brewmating I want to do a study on this. If we could simulate brumation in humans, yeah. do you think that those humans would go on to live longer, happier, yes, more fulfilling Yes, I think you lives? can see that in Mediterranean cultures and, uh, for example, oh. in places in, in, for example, Italy, yeah. where they live longer on average because they take breaks in the middle of the day. I mean, I, yeah, I never really relax. thought of it as brumating, but sure. But that's, that's what, it, what else is it? I got to say, Peter, by the way, has kind of broken out of his brumation area period now. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's kind of, well... I think he just had to take a huge shit again. I, oh. I think what happened was he took another one. He was storing it up again, yeah. Yeah, he was just like in a weird... Because we had gone away for Thanksgiving Luke did for that a few for a days. while, yeah. He, he was just a weekly, yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much actually, when you think about it, with newborns, they kind of brewmate, right? They, and then well, they, they, just... they brewmate and then they brew some uh, uh, material. Brew poop. They brew poop. I, I, I don't know. He's still sort of in a safe semi-activity right now. He's yeah. not super you know, into it, mm-hmm. but he's definitely not hibernating or huh. semi-hibernating so we're gonna play it by ear you know we're giving yeah. him some food he likes his edamame he's had a good he's, life he's right if this on is his the edamame. end this is the end good. he's made it to one it's really really great great run there that's lizards, for a yeah. reptile that's, that's long for a lizard right um no so <laughs> <laughs> so I, I mentioned last week that we were gearing up for the festival of heroes which yes, is our next right. festival um and again this is a turn off the radio moment 
Right, because it involves, yeah. Turn well, off the radio to kids and then now go on it, and talk about how you lie to your kids. And then yeah. also, yes, yeah, so just in general, turn off the radio. Just if you're listening to this, just fucking just crash the car and end it. I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't have already, but yeah. I know, seriously, uh, it's also got an explicit label for some reason. Fuck. So, just so uh, we can do that, basically. <laughs> yes. So we were talking about starting it. It was supposed to start today, Monday. The festival And here, there is yeah. just no physical way, given the amount of stuff that we're both doing right now, that we could do this in any real meaningful way. I mean, I've been so impressed by you, the way you did Shark Lord Week or whatever Well, the, the Festival of Shark Week was, that was at the tail end of the summer. You know, Michael wasn't even in classes yet. We, oh, we yeah. Had, we but had now a lot we're in the bandwidth. holiday season. Now we're in the holiday season. I'm singing What, what made you think that this would week. be a good thing to do in December? Um, the fact that we didn't use our museum passes and that they were expiring <laughs> oh, yeah. in 30 days. And you I was like, just well, fucking, like make up, you know, Hey, I we're going like to New York again. dollars on these no, fucking I'm museum saying, passes. Use the passes, but why does it have to be wrapped up in this festival of heroes thing? Cause I don't, I was improvising and I was like, well, you know, all right, now you're on the hook for it. You can't go back. Well, well, so, well, so this is what I'm bringing this in to, yeah, to discuss a little bit. So, so I was talking with Micah about like how to deal with the fact that we obviously can't do this right now, even though, you know, we, I had kind of a a lightened version of it. Like we were going yeah. to, um, you know, Festival check out Heroes books Light. on like Rosa Parks and we're going to do some stuff at the library. It was going to be not like a huge, you know, yeah. production. Like we're not going to go to like an EMS, you know, staff member and have them show us what they do. Cause that was the, the initial draft was like, you know, Oh wow. Yeah. So, you know, we're going to tone Isn't it down a little bit. For? <laughs> Don't they have like bring your dad to work day? Yeah. I'm but, sure we're, somebody but we're bringing school. our kids to everybody's work. Yeah. That's what we're doing. Dad or mom. Yes. EMS. Thank all. You. Genders. Gender inclusive. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so what I, what I decided I would do is is um, is is this, and Micah is on board with this. Basically, they're going to wake up tomorrow, which was going to be that. So the good thing is Jude made a calendar for this, but he fucked up the day because he's a uh, kindergartner. So like, so shit. he bought me an extra day <laughs> due, to, due to his terrible arithmetic. <laughs> Um, so it's technically starting tomorrow. So tomorrow morning you're going to wake up and there is going to be a note which is going to have that on the front of it as you can see. Yep. Well, how would you describe um, that to our fanny? It's the Spider-Man logo. <laughs> and it's going to be hanging <laughs> that down. All it is? Yeah, that's, liter- that's literally that's literally all literally that. just that's, the Spider-Man that's logo. That's the entirety of what I just showed it's you. It's like yeah. a circle with Spider-Man's face upside yeah, down. It's just the fucking logo. It's been out for like 60 Not years. Not everyone knows could just conjure it's up a part the of image culture, of John. the Spider-Man logo. <sighs> in fact, if you said that to me, you know what I would imagine? What? I would imagine Amazing Spider-Man in that font. That's that's but that's a word logo. That's that's a logo type. Oh, some logos have words. What do you want me to say? That's true. Okay, well fine, fair <laughs> enough. Well, thanks Mr. Branding. Um so so they're going to wake up and this is going to be the I'm going to read you the letter that they're going to find tomorrow. Okay. As you can see I I, I mimic the handwriting. Oh my god. That looks Just pretty read good. It. That right? is actually does. So it awesome. says, "Hey Jude and Henry, what's up my dudes? I've been having fun sneaking around your roof on trips back from New York City. I hope I haven't spooked you too much. You don't seem like the type to get spooked though, so I think I'm good." Anyway, speaking of spooks, the Sinister Six are back, and that is lame. Doc Ock hasn't even changed his haircut. So this means I'm stuck in New York fighting them right now. I just had time to drop this note off before getting back to the city. Hey, cool fact. I actually just ride a bus to get back and forth. But I wear a funky hat, so no one knows it's me. Trust me, that hat is funkier than Sandman's sock drawer. So, we need to hold off on the Festival of Heroes for a couple of weeks. How about after Christmas? I'll make sure you know when it's coming. In the meantime, MJ has volunteered to come down there with some notes and maybe more. Who knows? She actually came with me on the bus last time. Hey, she said she liked your house, and now she wants to move to the suburbs. I don't know. I'm a city boy. We'll see. So I'll talk to you in a few weeks. Keep being awesome. Also, I want to know where you got that iron spider suit. Oh, my God. I just picked up a phone call from a freaking junk. I was looking at my phone, and a, a freaking random <laughs> spam call came in. Can you in imagine and I if that was accept. the response they heard? What if it was Spider-Man? 
Well, they think they just heard from Spider-Man. Could you imagine? What do you think is going through? These people have no idea that they were just on a podcast while I was reading a note about Spider-Man. But do you think they went away and they were like, hey, Jim, uh, you're like, Jimmy, <laughs> did you know Spidey's no. in town? You know, the reality is they probably have already heard from Spider-Man like 10 times. The, yeah, they've been calling him the, nonstop. The sheer volume of calling that they do. They must have heard oh, every just imaginable variation of response. Yeah, seriously. Surely someone has pretended to be Spider-Man. I hate those people. Anyway, there's two sentences left. He says, also, oh, I want to wow, know, okay. know where you got that iron spider suit. I'd love that thing. Mine got all messed up in a fight with a hobgoblin. He smells like farts, by the way. Have fun. Love you guys. Your friendly neighborhood Spider Man. <laughs> That's awesome. So they're gonna get that tomorrow, which I, I think is gonna be uh, like they're gonna be they're gonna be like, well, he's engaged in an activity. He's got stuff to do. He's doing his. But shit. why the MJ thing? I mean, you had you had an out right there, and you're like, I'm gonna still I, give I myself some more. Because I want to keep here. the flame alive. You know, this is not gonna. They're not gonna be going on activities. It's gonna be like you know, in a couple weeks, they're gonna wake up and there's gonna be like a little note, you know, with a little with like a couple lollipops or something. It's yeah. not gonna be huge. All know? right. But that All way, right. that way, they'll know that like it hasn't been forgotten about. And yeah, it's yeah, Come and that I'm gonna be on break. He's good on his word. He's good on his word. He's a f- superhero. Um, last thing before we move on, I wanted to say. Oh, you do you get the last thing? To, is that how this I works? always get the last thing, John? I always get it. Is uh, we saw uh, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, yes. which is the animated film. Was it amazing? We saw it two weeks early. Is it for kids too? I couldn't yes. tell. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, and I got to go to an early screening of it. Yeah. It is one of the best movies I've seen in my I entire saw your life. Post about this. And I, yeah. I, I really and, and we, we everybody who was there like like Micah and I and her wow. brother and all we've been talking so about. So that it means nonstop. it's probably like. Decent. It's decent. It's like it's like go see it if you <laughs> it's get like a time. Three out of four. No, honestly, it, it is a watershed moment in wow. animation. And it looked if you miss unbelievable. It, if you miss it in theaters, you have no idea what you're missing. It looked like that perfect combination of like just absolutely stunning animation. Um, I'm sure the action was super cool and the humor. I mean, just in the trailer alone. Was, yeah, it's you know, well, it well so Phil funny. Lord and Chris Miller came up with the story. They, mm. they did the Lego Movie and yep. all these things. Um, and yeah, the, just every aspect of it is so audacious and crazy and groundbreaking yeah. and beautiful I'm and to funny. See it. And it speaks to our cultural moment really well. And I think it's a movie that is genuinely great. It's 100% of Rotten Tomatoes right now. Wow. Um, and I think it'll stay right around there. I think it's an absolute game-changing movie that reminds me of the first time I saw Toy Story as a kid. Yeah. And I thought, oh my God, you can do things with animation that I never even considered. It was like, My awesome. jaw was on the floor the whole time. Anyway, that's well, enough Spider-Man. I have to, uh, since we talked about movies, and I did actually want to share something else too. <laughs> you got to get the last word, you brumating son of a always. bitch. Um, I, I don't think I already shared the story of Grace's first movie theater, uh, experience. No, you never did. So I'm raising it because it actually is a movie that we saw again yesterday. <laughs> um, that's how great of an experience it was. Uh, it was the Hellraiser. Grinch. Yeah. Hellraiser. Yeah. The Grinch, the new Grinch movie. The new one, which again is already out. So I went into with some skepticism because I just adore the original Grinch movie in the book. And, uh, when you say the original, you mean the animated film. I mean, come on. What are you on talking about? Jim Carrey? What do you well, think? Well, um, Micah's family is obsessed with the Jim really? Carrey one. Yeah, it's, yeah, but no one would say bad. no one would say that's the original. No, people do now. Oh, John. God. The old one is so All right, old. Well, I've never There's seen it. There's a whole it, generation. And I don't want to you know, be judgy again or whatever, but really, I mean, that's your favorite. Anybody listening to this? Probably don't believe in Santa if Claus. You, if, if Jim Carrey version is your favorite, maybe you should stop. I'm sorry, Micah, but maybe, maybe you should stop listening to the show. Oh. <laughs> All right, She's fine. You can listen. You can listen. Yeah, Turn it back on. Right. Yeah, you can listen. That was a joke. It was a joke, sort of. Um, it's hard to go. I haven't even seen the Jim Carrey one, so I should be fair. Yeah, what the fuck? It's good. But it just looks awful. All it's, right. It looks bad. It looks terrible. So the new one, I was skeptical because, you know, it's another animated one, so it's not going for that angle, which I'm, I can appreciate because, honestly, the stuff where they try to take animated stuff and make it into live action I haven't even seen trailers for this. I haven't seen images for oh, it. Oh, really? I have seen nothing. Oh, man. It is so- I've seen nothing, John. So good, and specifically for that age bracket- 
Um, just like I like mean, three years old, probably like three to seven or so. Okay, Maybe so even very, even very seven young. might be getting a little older. Yeah, I think I think it is specifically a really great movie for a younger audience, and I was so happy that it was Grace's first movie theater experience because, like, you know, there's obviously some dark side to the Grinch. I mean, he's he's the Grinch, but it doesn't go too far in that respect. And in fact, it helps you understand and and sympathize with him more and get some of his backstory. Which I really appreciated because, like, that's how I want you know Grace to look at people who do bad things. It's like, they, just like we've talked about with Spider Man, yes. right? Yes. Um, so there's a lot of good there, and the animation was beautiful. Um, it was hilarious. Um, Benedict Cumberbatch does the voice of the Grinch. How the fuck do um, I not know about Keenan is in there as doing a hilarious role? Keenan Thompson. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so there's there's he a lot. He should of, go by one name at this point. I think he's, he? he's I think, earned the moniker. I think he already did, already does. We got like Evita. We got <laughs> Bono. Madonna, Bono, Keenan. I think he already does. I've always just known him as Keenan, as well, opposed to Kel. I think you know, he, no, he uses his other name. Does he? Yeah. All right. Mr. Thompson. Well, anyway, Mr. Thompson was very good in the movie. <laughs> and uh, I can I highly recommend it specifically if you have young kids, you know. It, it does it justice like to the old one, anime, but it's it, like... It's CG? It's CG, yeah. Like fully, like 3D CG? Uh, yeah. Okay. It's not, But it's not trying to be like a live action CG kind of thing. We're talking about like Pixar style. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly. Um... Oh, I thought it was phenomenal, and I liked it even better the oh, second time. See it. Yeah, really, it's very nice. worth seeing. Nice. Um, but the critics are not uh, loving it. They think mm. it's like, eh. So, I don't know. Time I, will tell. I stand by it. I Time do. will tell. Yeah, I think it's going to be. Would new you classic. say it's a great film? Yes. No, I mean like great, like a great film. No, like one of the great films. <laughs> no, no, I would <laughs> like the greatest film ever. Like made. it'll get a Criterion collection. Like, <laughs> yes, is exactly. Is that still a thing? Do they it still is, do this? Of course, those? it's still okay. a thing. Yeah, I've been so out of the game, man. I used to. Collect I have DVDs. The cri- I have the Criterion. Collection I have over four hundred DVDs, and now what the fuck am I going to do with them? I got all the Criterion. You know what I mean? We it's still like, buy DVDs. It's fine. Do you? Yeah, it's four. it's cool. <sighs> all right, we got cool. we got a segue because yeah, we're we all right. Let's fucking go. <laughs> we awkwardly have our guest sitting in the sitting corner in the corner. Literally, we're going to transition. He's been very quiet right now. Here it is. We're going to have a guest. Come on, this is Wake him up. Just one hack. All right, welcome back. Here we are with our guest of the Just week, Joe Kettner. Did I say Hello. your last name right? You did. All right. Fairly That's a good start phonetic. so far. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is a pretty Great start. I feel like you're, you're inserting a... Because you're, you're kind of pulling a Kettner. Kettner. I like a little... Uh, I little wanted to add an the Enye in there. Like Kettner. Kettner. Is that, is that Kettner? how you, Is it Kettner? Um, well, there's a new, Ket- there are several umlauts, but not where you'd expect them. They're, <laughs> They're mostly over consonants. It. It's yeah. a, yeah. We are, we're really excited to have Joe on for many, many reasons. Uh, we work with you. We, we know that you are, you're probably in our top five fans right now, I'd say, probably, right? Correct. Just based on me tracking you personally, your viewing history of the show. Yeah. Well, I'm, no, I'm glad I'm being monitored. I, I can't yeah. actually. <laughs> <laughs> if I could, I would, but they don't allow for that yet. No, that's too bad. Podcasting yeah. hasn't evolved quite yet enough to uh, yeah. do that. But I'll get there. Personal fans and podcasters. Yeah. yeah, but but fans I think it was you, you um, or maybe maybe I'm making this up, but um, I think it was you at one point I, cr- I like passed you while we were walking out on the street and you were listening to it or something like that. I nope. think that's, that's, pr- that's probably Is true. Is that true? Yeah. yeah. So I have listened to you moment. on the street. I have passed you on the street. <laughs> It's You're a indulging me. That this this never have, happened. Have, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, aligned, yeah. So we're excited to have you on as a fan, um, as a you. fellow coworker, a fellow working dad, and as someone who actually is uh, about to make a big leap. Yeah. Tell us. That's right. <laughs> tell us about. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know where to go. With that. <laughs> I could just. I can just. Start I want to go back to Kettner. Hang on. So so so. <laughs> what kind of a name yeah, is Kettner? I think you're asking the hard hitting questions, and that's why I come on this podcast. Yeah. Um, this is this is breaking. It, it news. is a German name. So, uh, so or it's sort of like a 
was a German name that got sort of Ellis Island did. So like, uh, like so like I think Kellner I've been told is a bricklayer. I don't know if that's accurate. That sounds that sounds more Germanic to me. Yeah, I think. you know my name's not even Irish. Did really? you know that? A lot of people misunderstand. Also, I look like a moron right now, even more than I usually <laughs> do. People who you can't see this if you're listening to it. I am literally so I'm sitting on a chair that's basically on the ground. For some reason, I'm also shorter than John, and I'm an idiot, so I didn't switch with him. So I'm literally, I'm like a seal, like I'm like arr, 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 sitting on the ground talking. I can't even see yeah. Joe because the fucking mic. I, I can just see your hair. Yeah, that's, and, that's uh... all you need to see. But what I'm wondering is, uh, so John, your name is Lebanese. John is actually, I think it's an American no, name. You know what I mean? <laughs> Abdullah is indeed a, a uh, Lebanese name. I believe it means in Arabic, servant of God. Fitting. Very, very, very fitting, <laughs> apropos. Uh, yeah, Green is actually a British name, but people always think I'm Irish because it's Patrick Green, but I'm actually, I'm not. Anyway, wow. so, so Joseph Kettner, that's a German name. Uh, yeah, it is. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what you've done so far at Oxfam and like kind of what got you to this moment. A little mm-hmm. bit of background on your kids, your family, and then we can talk a little bit about what's coming up next. So what do you do at Oxfam? Basically, uh, if you had to write a novel about your life and then condense it into you know two minutes, just do that for us. Yeah, great. Well, <laughs> I, I I am soon going to be writing a novel about my life because I'll have time to do that maybe. Um, but sure. uh, I I work in fundraising or work and soon to be worked in fundraising here at Oxfam. Been here like five and a half years, and uh, when I started, I had no kids, and I now have two kids. Oxfam um, will do that to you. Yeah. I don't know how it happened. Um, they just, they issue them just when you yeah. walk in. Um, yeah, yeah. It's just, they're everywhere, and it just, like, weighs on you, you know? <laughs> it's finally, it's like, you gotta have a kid. The yeah. pressure. Yeah, a lot of pressure. You, you just had one, like, a couple weeks ago. Well, yeah. a couple, I guess, months Three ago months next week. <laughs> I have yeah. no concept of time. <laughs> yesterday. In, in my head, this was yesterday, but yeah, it was yeah. a couple months ago. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, no new ones since the one almost three months ago. But yeah, four years, the oldest one, and three months uh, almost for the for the younger. And um, yeah, so the reason you guys asked me to be on is that I'm quitting this week. Uh, I'm days away from my last day here. It's our last chance to uh, talk to you. We'll never see you again, probably. No, no, I'm I'm going dark. Yeah. I'm gonna. It's gonna. Off I'm gonna be grid. off the grid completely. Um, gonna get real. I mean, weird yeah. With if it. you have yeah. to write a novel, that's the only way to do it. Yeah, yeah. In a cabin in the woods. Uh, yeah, so I'm I'm gonna be a full time parent for a little while. Uh, don't know how long, but uh, it's something we've been uh, toying with uh, my wife and I as an abstract concept for a long time. Um, not so much with the first for financial and non financial reasons, but once we got to two, we're like you know, this maybe is an idea we can move out of the abstract and into something that actually makes sense. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I feel like that's always like there's an equation, right? And as soon yeah. as you run into multiple kids, that's when it's like, all right, I got to do the math here. Like, is this actually worthwhile for me? You know, given the prices of daycare, which are just, you know, yeah. insanity. Um, I remember going through that same, you know, math mm-hmm. with my wife. And for us, you know, we ended up both working still. But what was mm-hmm. that? What was that process like working through it with your wife? Yeah, it was, you know... The the starting point I think was the financial considerations and looking through like yeah how much uh, are we are we working to pay childcare um, and how much are we working to pay other people to yeah care for yeah our kids? how much of our <laughs> our take up is is going to that um, which is part of it but I think ultimately it was it was more of uh, sort of the non financial considerations that pushed us over the edge because you know we. Um, 
Yeah, we felt like, you know, the math isn't great. It's so expensive, but lots of people do it. Um, we also were conflicted a lot um, because um, we always kind of liked the idea that our kids grow up with parents that work and the value of work is something that is instilled in them by seeing hardworking parents and that, you know, work is something valuable to do. Um, but, um, yeah, it was, it was more, I think... Uh, we kept feeling more and more like the the pace of our life was getting a little unsustainable. Uh, just both working very uh, like consuming jobs, you know, with bits of travel here and there, or just um, you know, not not even necessarily like you know, spending eighty hours a week coding or, or something. Um, but um, writing ballets, yeah, yeah, writing ballets, yeah. Typical. I, I know. As I talk uh, and look at Patrick Green about pace of life, I uh, feel a little <laughs> embarrassed because you're. I think you are maybe writing a ballet right now, um, just in your head. I can see I, the actually, wheels turning. Done. I just yeah. finished it. Congra- it's actually it's about your novel. Yeah, I good. Look like such a weirdo right now with this fucking <laughs> mind setup. Uh, no, it's it's you know pace of pace of life is something that I, I know after having two kids has been the calculus has shifted tremendously for us. Mm-hmm. And for the first time, I think we made the really hard decisions that we probably should have made a long time ago. Um, not necessarily the, the decision to not uh, to to stay at home, although mm-hmm. that that entered into it quite a bit. But like that was part of the impetus for my wife going back to school, knowing that mm-hmm. like we would need more viability in the long term. You know, um, from obviously the career standpoint, but also just from a money standpoint, um, to pay for childcare because it's yeah. so expensive, and uh, and also just in cutting people out of our lives that were kind of toxic and not you know kind of sucking time, but we didn't really need to associate with them anymore. Just making hard decisions. John, you know what I mean, I, I think yeah. it's a t- that's yeah, why mostly I don't see John. You guys yeah, I was yeah, wondering mostly. why I don't see you anymore. We almost just kissed over the mic right there. Roommating. Yeah. <laughs> We, we the show the reason Patrick is so awkward. I mean, the reason he's so awkward in this podcast episode right now, or one of the reasons. All right, there's many. I know, <laughs> is that we're sharing one mic because you know we can't yet afford uh, a three mic setup. And this is all the more reason. If you have a moment, press pause, share the show, give it some love. <laughs> I mean, Stamps.com gets us a lot of money, but to be fair, you know, there's only so many Casper mattresses we can sleep on before we run out of funding for this thing. Yeah, so this so, room is just full of Casper mattresses, and that's actually yeah what we use to yeah. catch all the uh, yeah, sound. Yeah. It really they make it's great nice. soundproofing. If you, if you don't use the mattress yeah. itself for you know to lie on, it's it's great. Yeah, I, didn't, I didn't actually realize that you guys were living here in the office, but it's uh, <laughs> it's cozy. It's sad, but in in like a cozy way. We got yeah. great lumbar support. Let yeah. me tell you. So this is basically our work. <laughs> um, uh, what was I going to say? Is there something valuable there, or just an ad for for our podcast? I guess that was it. Well, I, I'll take an uh, ad so break. I, yeah. I guess well, so. There's, there's, I have many questions about this, but one yeah. of them is, what was the decision behind you being the one to do it? Because part of what I thought was so admirable about this is that it kind of turns what we would assume to be the case based on sort of gender roles that are ingrained in our society on its head. And I thought it was really great that you were the one who decided to be a stay at home parent. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm kind of curious about what that decision was like, and what went into it, and how you feel about it. Yeah. Um, I mean, the the decision that if one of us stayed home, it would be me was more a financial decision. You know, my, my wife is the is and has been the primary breadwinner uh, in the home. You're married to Bill Gates. Let's just be clear about this. Uh, yes. Yeah. Melinda so, Gates. Patrick. So Bill. You guys do great work. Uh, yeah, so Bill, uh, you know, works really hard. He brings in a lot for our family, and um, 
He does a lot, actually, humanitarian-wise. You guys might want to look into that yeah, um, yeah. for uh, for Oxfam. But I've heard that, yeah. Yeah, yeah really he's, he's yeah. a pretty big deal. You can just Google him. Yeah. Quick Google. You'll find him pretty easily. <laughs> you, do you um, pronounce it Gats? Gates. Gates. Oh, yeah, Gates. Okay, thanks. Many umlauts. Yeah. yeah, so many. Too many. Too we, many. It's <laughs> it's actually an issue, but um, that's that's a separate thing between us, um, and I don't want to talk about it. Uh, Ooh, so, subject, right? yeah, mo- so more of a financial thing. She's the primary breadwinner, but also, um, you know, in terms of looking at our career, career trajectories, and, uh, you know, she has a lot of opportunity right now at work. Um, I was feeling like, actually... It, it's not the worst time to take a little bit of a break. Um, and uh, and also just thinking about like the, um, maybe this is depressing, but the the sheer amount of time theoretically left in my life to work is a long time. So like a short amount of time off, actually, you know, as we were going back and forth Have about, you heard like, about what does this mean change? for my career? That, that yeah, time might that's be... true. Just, just back to the universe. In. Just factor <laughs> it in. That's all I'm saying. Well, so, so this is more of a break for you then. This is, this you're thinking... On the scale of three to five years or something, or 100 years, or 1,000 years? Yeah, I don't know, actually. Um, you know, it, it's something that we're, like, trying to get more comfortable with being open-ended about, because I'm typically not all that comfortable with being open-ended about major life decisions. Um, but one of the things that we think about a lot, not just in this context, but with, with parenting generally, is that, like, we always joke that... Um, we have a total inability to picture our kids older than they are at this exact moment. So I'm like, I know in a year they will each be a year older, but I, I think it's a lack of imagination. But I have like no ability to imagine oh, what life with a one and five so year old with you. is like. I remember like, thinking this like when they, yeah. thinking like at some point they're gonna walk out of the room and into like you know just come out of bed at some point. And that yeah. for me, just wrapping my head around that was like it was impossible. I'm with you. Like, how do you imagine what their needs are going to be, who they're going to be? You know? Yeah. It's and at the same time, that's like such a an obsession of ours as parents, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I, so I don't know. I, I find Sorry. myself in that spot right now with Henry because he's just getting enough language where he can put sentences together. And and I remember right before this happened, which was like in the last month, thinking like I can't really picture what that's going to be like because I was so used to his. Mm-hmm. He's very enthusiastic and he talks all the time, but it's always sort of chaotic, you know. Yeah. But I was like, at some point, this is going to start to cohere, and then he's going to be able to be really clear with what he's saying. And what is that going to sound like? What this voice that I'm so used to now with these gaga goo goo things will mm-hmm. all of a sudden become a voice that's saying like, "Father, the foundation of rational inquiry is is you know Descartian, you know Cartesian economics." Like I, I feel like getting to that point is completely impossible to to picture. And likewise, it's impossible to go back because when when you yeah. after you see that kid develop and you look at them as an infant again, it's almost like I, I can't even I can't even imagine that this is the same trajectory. You know, like there's so much time has passed so much development totally and i mean you obviously have an older kid too so it's in theory you should be able to picture that because you've had a child go through that and i same way but i i still you know obviously they're different people and it's it's that block is still there so so all of which is to say time frame is is sort of open i guess and so yours are three years apart four 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 years yeah right yeah okay just about four and so what are, you, what are you thinking in terms of structuring your day? And I mean, because my first thought would be like, oh, my God, what have I done? You know, like <laughs> in terms of thinking about because for me, like I, I can relate to the idea of, uh, you know, it's going to be awesome. You get to like actually be around your kids a lot more and, and help yeah. them grow and do some of the more like maybe educational stuff that might happen elsewhere or whatever. But you're going to be in the situation where one is in school. Right. And then you'll have the other. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. And so, so what's your plan? How are you going to do that? Uh, it's it's a 
big question that I'm trying to figure out too. Um, th- the just pay somebody to take care of them. Yeah, I probably will. I mean, come on. Uh, I'm <laughs> it's like, why do we hire five au pairs? <laughs> yeah. You know what? Your, your wife makes good money for you to be able to do that and you to get some relaxation. Yeah. Know, some I'm just, go, go buy a convertible, just tool around I'm a little bit. I've been working a long time now. I just, it's time to retire. Um, yeah. yeah. I'm so sure she'd know. agree. I mean, I'm sure. I, I feel like the, the structuring of, of days will be uh, sort of a, a learning experience, definitely, because, yeah, I'll be home with the younger one. Uh, our older will be, uh, he's in preschool. He's not going to come out of preschool. Uh, he'll probably reduce his hours and days a little bit from, you know, he's there five days now, probably do three. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I think uh, my uh, ability to treat it not as like a vacation <laughs> yeah. is going to be something That's, I have to fight against. It's going to wear like, off soon, it's right? I think when I've been home, I'm like, oh, I'll just kick it for a while. But right. I need to actually, like, this is now my vocation and I need yes. to like Th- that to me is the most exciting yeah. part of it. Is it's yeah. a complete change of what you're doing day to day, and it's not mm-hmm. temporary. It's it's like yeah. I mean, maybe it will ultimately be temporary, but like you're not treating it like this is like a parental leave, even. Right. Something that I remember really vividly. From, <laughs> don't have my hand on your leg or not. Something that I remember really vividly from uh, the second paternity leave experience that I had with Henry was this. Because because we don't know if we're going to have another kid. We're not really planning on it, but we, you know we're kind of open to it, depending on what happens with Micah's nursing and things like that. <clears throat> but you know, I, I live my life with the assumption that this is our complete family. And I remember, like in the last weeks of of the paternity leave with Henry, thinking this is the last time, probably until I am an old person, where I will be home like this for this long you know like sure there'll be vacations or i might somehow be between jobs for a while but like but the idea of having you know two months where i'm just sitting at home with the kids and feeling i felt so happy and so liberated and so much like this is so clearly something that if if the world were different i would love to do you know Mm. and realizing how finite that was because i did have to go back after it like i i had Mm. i would lose the job if i didn't you know um, was was sobering to me to realize yeah. that like you know because we have these like entry points in our lives where you know you start school like Jude is in kindergarten now and I remember this first day of kindergarten thinking holy shit like he's going to be doing that for 18 years and then who knows after that what happens but like he will be going on that bus for the next almost two decades you know yeah um, when I came back after that paternity leave I was like I'm going to be doing this again now for another 30 years or something you know like mm-hmm. I don't know when I'm going to stop and then be home to do the things that I want to do without worrying about when I have to get back to work again and uh, something that I find really exciting about your situation is that you are choosing to embrace that now and to and to have this open-ended thing and to treat this as a career change in a lot of ways and I think that's mm-hmm. really that's really cool. What's your biggest uh, What's your biggest fear about it? Um, I think. I mean, what I've been thinking about is the the structure of the days, and I feel like my biggest fear is that I will not uh, effectively make use of this time and be, you know, as as active as and engaged as I might be in a job where, you know, you're mm-hmm. there for hours and like, this is what you do during these hours. Like when it is, you know, I'll be doing the same job at four in the morning as I am at noon, as I am at 3 p.m. As yeah. I, you know, it's um, so there's not a built in structure where it's like, this is your eight hour work day. 
do the thing. Um, you know, it's it's spread throughout the day and making sure that I, I still am uh, intentional uh, about, you know, being being that active parent. Um, you know, I, I'm a... I think a, a fairly active parent as it is, but um, yeah, I don't know. I think I think maybe the structuring of it um, and um, the uh, yeah, and a fear too about um, you know, th- it's easy to think again in the abstract about down the line when I might do something else, or you know, this is a number of years, but um, transition back from that, not just the fact that like every job search is terrible uh, but that you know figuring out how to readjust to probably a different a, a yet another sort of pace of life whether it's you know being part-time at something for a while or consulting on something or going back full-time um, at some point you know when the kids are both in school um, like being able to make that next transition um, I think this one feels like great I'm, I'm like heading off on vacation quitting the job and everything's, you know, I'll be like surfing and uh, uh, <laughs> drinking drinks with surfing little with uh, three umbrellas in here. Yeah, yeah. Just well. inexplicably, the Beach Boys are playing in the background. <laughs> oh yeah, like, at all times. <laughs> <laughs> I can really relate to the fear. I mean, I'm not going through the situation, so I can only relate to some extent here, obviously. But uh, I feel like I often wonder, even after I like spend, you know, a longer stretch, like a vacation or a really long weekend <clears throat> with my kids, I feel like. I don't know if I'd be able to do it. Like I, like I, I. Uh, on one hand, it's something that I feel like is really valuable and I'd want to do. And on the other hand, I'd be. I feel like I'd be scared because <laughs> I'm not used to being a full time parent. Like let's put it. Like yeah. let's be honest. You know. And I think a lot of in our society today, it's more. I think the default that parents work, mm-hmm. um, and that you use daycare, use school. You know, use other mechanisms to help care for your kids, family maybe. Um, and I don't know. I don't know what that nets us in the long run. Like I know there's good for either case and all of that, but I do feel like there's something so wonderful. As Patrick said, I experienced this too when you're on leave and we were you know, fortunate to work at a place that gives us even five weeks, which was, like you said, Patrick, the longest <laughs> that we'll ever expect to have off with our kids like that. And uh, mm-hmm. I almost want there to be like, you know, a five-week run or something like that every periodically so that you can sort of check in again with your own sort of like 24-7 parenting, which is a very different yeah. thing. You know, right. you can't like look forward to the next thing, you know, which I mm-hmm. often find myself doing after a long weekend. I'm like, I'm ready to go to work. And yeah. then after work, I'm ready to go home because I want to be with my kids. And like mm-hmm. that losing that structure is, is, is a big transition. Yeah. And I, I've actually, I've felt that like lately, you know, since making the decision final, which has been a little while now, but um, like every time I'm, you know, frustrated with our older son, because he's four and he's frustrating and I'm, I get frustrated. And I'm like, wait, am I, I don't think I've cut out. Like if I can't handle, like every time <laughs> no, that I, I hear like, you, yeah. slip, and I don't I'm know like, if I am anymore. Wait, maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm like, you're going to be someone who's you're a, way yeah. better than us. And yeah. it's, it's a moment. But, um, but every time I do explicitly think like, Maybe I'm not cut out for this, um, at least in a small or large part of my brain. Yeah. I mean, I experience that even day. Well, I mean, every day, but but sure. also like when I because because, you know, I work from home on Fridays, which, again, is a great mm-hmm. aspect of working uh, at, a, at a place like this. You know, they make uh, like have a flexible work arrangement and they're you know, they realize that it's a priority of mine to be able to at least have some of that experience. And so I can work at home on, on Fridays. And but while I'm there, we still have the nanny downstairs with the kids, with Jude, with uh, Henry, especially. 
and I hear them like interacting, and you know, I'll go down and like see them for a couple minutes at a time, and and it's always like she's doing such a good job, like she's like fucking on fire because she's <laughs> a retiree who raised kids, she's been professionally nannying for a while now, and she like they're like making art, and he's like laughing the whole time, and like every the room's clean somehow, and like there's no dishes. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> And then and, and I, I go upstairs and I'm like, oh my god, like I'm not like that. And I go, and then I go downstairs afterwards and I'm like asleep on the floor and he's like breaking his leg and I'm like, what is happening? And there's like I'm covered in garbage. The dishes are overflowing. <laughs> I'm screaming. The police are there, you know. And I'm like, <laughs> it's not, not quite that bad. Um, but but I, I had that moment where I think like, man, I am not cut out for this. And then you realize that when you are able to treat parenting like it is a vocation, like you were saying, hmm. you're able to look at it very differently, you know. And up until this point, you and all of us have not had that experience. It's always mm-hmm. been, a, you know, part of our lives, but not something that we're structuring into it, you know, on a daily basis. And so I think there's a huge mindset change that happens, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, it's another thing that I'm trying to keep front of mind as well. You know, you guys were talking about how uh, how, how fortunate you were during those leave periods and, you know, trying to keep front of mind that... Um, this is a choice I've made, but uh, that it's like a crazy privilege to be able to make that choice. You know, first of all, just financially, you know, I'm sure there there are many people who would like to make that choice and, you know, and don't have the luxury of saying, should we have one job or two jobs? You know, many people work many more jobs than that. And so it's, um, you know, it's a very privileged position to be in, to have this choice in front of you. And so I'm trying to keep that in mind so that I, um, you know, fully take advantage of that privilege. Um, but also, yeah, to, um, I can just be sort of be intentional and, uh, treat it as a vocation and really be like fully present and there and not just, um, you know, uh, yeah, passively, yeah. passively parenting. I think, yeah, totally. Things. I, that, I think you're right, Patrick, about that mind shift that's going to have to happen. And I imagine at least the way I imagine it to play out for me is, there's probably going to be a time period where it's like you're still in that vacation mode thing and it's yeah. like fun. <laughs> and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, my God, what have I done? And then probably it, then that's when it like slips into more of the vocation idea where like, oh, I can give structure by doing this and that. And like, you know, this is how I can actually clean anything up or I hope at least it would play out that way. Either yeah. that or you'll just go back to work. <laughs> yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it makes so much sense, right? It's like well, like anything, you know, you, you're you have to like prep your mind to actually um adapt to the situation i guess is what it's doing yeah um and and go through those phases and uh you know you'll make it through yeah <laughs> i mean it's yeah, like like any job you you don't like leaving a job for another job and you know maybe uh you're there for a few months and like wait this seemed great and it's terrible and then you go back or do something else and um sell the kids yeah, sell the kids. Um, that because sh- then you know you've got the finances set, and I can still just kick it at home. Just, like, put them on the sidewalk with like a lemonade stand, and yeah. then just be like, just take them. Just, yeah, yeah. Like, you don't have to. No, pay. no, we're not selling lemonade. <laughs> so that's <laughs> a front. Yeah, the kids are they're not yeah, even yeah. for sale. Just take the children. <laughs> the sharing economy. I mean, this could really work. <laughs> um, so, so I guess you know, moving on from leave a little bit, I'm wondering what uh, what do you want for your kids? in the future like when they're when they're when you're when you're old and your kids are adults what do you want them to remember about their childhoods Um, i mean i i think about um like 
elements of of my own childhood and you know not uh there as i think every person like there you have that list of like things i will do differently and things i will do the same of of your own childhood but um uh i think like instilling um appreciation for adventure and doing new things and um you know getting out there in the world and i feel like uh having that sense of like open ended exploration or you know having a um uh, even just uh, openness to creativity and being able to sort of spark that and, you know, more so than um, saying this is great, I'll be at home every day, we'll have cello lessons from uh, 9 to 11 every day, <laughs> and then, you know, basketball or whatever. I don't do either of those things. Cello <laughs> um, and basketball, I love that those were yeah. the first two. Go hit some hockey pucks what with the kids, baseball What bats, do people right? do? I don't know. What are, <laughs> oh, man. Hey, an instrument's yeah. a good idea. It doesn't yeah, have to be yeah. a cello. Yeah, yeah. No, not, not that I'm opposed to them But if playing you need any certified adventure but, uh, expertise, you do know we're sitting among yeah. one of the finest. He's, yeah. he's certified in adventure. That's true. Well, um, it's true. Mentally certified, actually. I mean, yeah. as I'm sitting here and hearing you read this letter from Spider-Man to your kids, I'm just like, oh, right? man. Who does that shit? I I I feel I am. Uh, <laughs> it's amazing. <And> why? <laughs> I, I think I'm no, more I'm, John I'm saying Camp it impressed. Where... I'm saying it impressed. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, go ahead. It's, no, it's, no, I cut you off. It's fun. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, just that I I feel like I'm much more in the John Camp in my adventure. Where we woke up the other day and I was like, hey, I'm gonna go get some bagels. You know, do you want to do you want to go in your uh, in your pajamas? We could go to the bagel place in our pajamas. And like, isn't that fun? He's like, yeah, that is kind of fun. I'm <laughs> like, I'm like, what's the like, thing they have in the comedy? Bagels. The straight man or whatever, like yeah. the one you're supposed yeah. to be able to relate to. And then Patrick's like from another, another universe. He's the one who's teaching us all. I, I'm the Mork of this Mork and Mindy <laughs> pairing. I think it's um, true. No, I I think. Uh, I think you're going to be awesome at this show. I got to say, all of my interactions with you and and hearing you talk about it, I just feel like you're going to do such a good job. I really do. Well, I, thank I think you. that I think that the kids are going to remember this very vividly. No pressure. <laughs> I, I, well, I, I think for the rest of their lives, they're going to be proud that their dad did this. You know that that you chose to be there for this, and and even if it's not perfect, you know, even if you do struggle a little bit, uh, it's a huge life decision that you've made that goes against what a lot of people would assume you would be making, you know, because mm-hmm. you do a great job here. You're, you, you know, you're very active and, um, and it's a chance to like do something brave. And, and I just, I respect that so much. I think it's fucking awesome. Well, thank you. Yeah. And I hope so. Um, and I think the other thing, uh, I wanted to say about the, the sort of privilege of this decision is that, um, I, as I'm saying this in my head, I realize it's, it's like, Shutting down your uh, your very nice words of several seconds ago. <laughs> Bullshit! But I think it's I called. Get, yeah. I get uh, uh, I get so much more celebrated for making this decision than a woman would, and yeah. I notice that all the time. I wanted to ask um, you about that. Like, how is it being yeah. received by others? Um, yeah. You know, there's the celebratory. I imagine among other men, maybe not so much. I don't know. Yeah. What, how has it been received? It, it's been a it's been a, an array of responses i think uh definitely a lot of people like well that's amazing that's so cool um and it is it is super cool um but similar to the way that you know a man doing anything for their kids is like hey you're crushing it (laughs) that kid is right over there you're next to them can you believe he actually has a kid next to him Knows the kid's name. Hashtag That's a good dad. Dad yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> carrying a diaper bag. <laughs> yeah. Can you believe it? <laughs> 
yeah, so I think, you know, it's uh, it's something that I'm definitely aware of where I feel like obviously we don't have the direct comparison, but I feel like if my wife was leaving, you know, probably she would still people would be like, that's great. That's so great for your family. But I think there would be probably more of an expectation or more that, you know, yeah, that fits in with what I would maybe expect. So it's a great mm. thing to do, but, you know, it's it's a thing that people do and it's, uh, you know, it's it's less like you're great than just, yeah, yeah. you're doing a thing that probably you know not every woman does but many do and should do or something like that have you gotten any on the other side where it's like oh you should really you know you don't know what you're doing to your career right now or like that kind of thing um i've I've gotten a few or more just it's uh the few sort of like not quite negative but different responses i've gotten have been more just like confused or like oh okay so like what are you gonna do for for like work and then I was like, no, yeah. no, that's that's the thing. I'm not like it's this. Like, okay, well, so like some consulting or something. Like, well, which you know not, is also not out of the realm of possibility that right. I supplement with something like that, and that is on the table. But um, uh, more just like, I don't really know what that. Like, I would get this if it was a woman saying it, but I don't really get what you're saying. Uh, yeah, meant, so. which is interesting to me, yeah. too, because uh, I imagine, like you said, women who are in this position, either it would be pretty much expected mm-hmm. that they would do that or um, that it actually, like, people would be more concerned, like, you know, this might be tough for your career or are you yeah. being pushed to do this or that sort of thing. And there would be, I think, mm-hmm. a good intention there. But isn't it interesting in the society that we're in, um, we still haven't really, like, figured this out, it seems to me, that we're yeah. still, like... In this weird transitional phase where people, uh, you know, it can be either spouse who takes care of the kids. It could be, you know, both of them are working. Like, I don't know. I just feel like we're still in this weird time frame. And I hope someday we figure it out so that we support parents during the, you know, pregnancy initially um, and having the kid and have more leave time. But then also we figure out a better option long term for childcare because, like, it just doesn't seem sustainable the way we've um, yeah. built our society up right now, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I honestly think that our generation is the one that's going to do that. Because I, I, I look at the generations preceding us, and, and we really are different. Like, we really do mm-hmm. different decisions. And it makes sense that we would be frustrated when those decisions are called into question. Like, I, I, I feel that every time I'm alone with the kids somewhere and somebody, like, acts impressed by it. I'm like, yeah. fuck you. Like, I, I can I can clean the house and change right. diapers. Like, it's not <laughs> a big deal. I'm, I'm co-parenting, you know. And I think that um, I think enough of us feel that way, and enough mm-hmm. of us engage in these really truly co-parenting dynamics. Mm-hmm. That um, I think we're gonna, as we get more power in society, and as we get more visibility in society, I really think things are gonna change. And and I think it's gonna be absolutely wonderful. And I think that um, things like paternity leave, like is it, that's a really good stepping stone for that yeah. to give dads the experience from the very beginning of what it's like to be a full-time parent. You know. Mm-hmm. And exposing kids to that idea that, like, dad is the one staying home to take care of us. Like, dad's the one, you know, yeah, giving us baths and definitely. things like that. Because um, I, I did not have that. You know, my dad was great, but he was a dad in the traditional sense of, like, he goes to work and he comes home and he's tired and we have a little time together, you know? Yeah. And I love the fact that our kids don't have that experience. I, I really feel like we're on the precipice of changing that dynamic. And I think you doing this is um, a great little step, you know, towards that i think i think more dads need to to do that to treat it like it's a normal thing to do because it is mm-hmm. and yeah. to be open about it you know what i mean and to be, yeah to be it's like you want to be like this is a great thing to do without but also like it's normal though and it shouldn't be uh it shouldn't be exceptional it's it's you know totally yeah, yeah. and that's why <laughs> i think I, I agree with you patrick it's almost like you know while we're in this sort of transitional phase before that becomes more of a norm dads i think we owe it uh, to our kids, to society, to, like, go that extra step. And you know what? Like, actually, you know, 
carry the, do more than 50%, you know what I mean, of, of whatever the thing is, you know, if it's changing diapers or washing dishes or the, a lot of the tasks that typically um, were thought of as, you know, the woman does this part. Uh, I think it's on us, you know, like we can be that change. And I agree with you. I hope that it, it goes that way and that it is our generation that kind of turns the tide so that things can kind of just even out again, you know, for the future, for our kids. Because that, that's like the only way you can be actually like an equitable world. You know, it's mm-hmm. like if everybody has access to the same opportunities and it's not a big deal when people just do traditional human things, you know. Um, I guess I, I know we got to close out soon. I'm wondering what are some of your uh, – like if if you could if you could get one thing out of this experience for yourself, what would it be? Hmm. Um, I think uh, for myself, um, again, I'm returning to that um, that sort of transition from this to whatever the next thing at whatever time that is and whatever, you know, with like a thousand open questions tagged to the end of that. But um, uh, I feel like uh, I have I've done a few things sort of in my career and education and they haven't always been um, a straight line and that I studied this, and then I did this thing and I did that thing um, and have have had a, a few like professional interests and many other personal interests and um I think having uh I realize I was saying like having time to reflect like that's not how one would characterize uh raising small children is like sitting around with your team yeah, and having time to reflect. Right. But um uh but having a moment to sort of um uh, plan my next career move in an unhurried way that's not like I have to pay the rent. You know, we have to like I don't have a job or I'm leaving this job and I need another job. And, you know, there's a lot of like what there is a, you know, a trajectory to that, um, what you do. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking and also hoping for myself that I'm able to take this as a time to, um, really think through what that next career move is. And maybe it's a change and maybe not, you know, it, it could not be as well, but as long as I've, um, as long as, you know, if it's not, uh, it is for reasons that are, thoroughly considered and and intentional yeah Mm, that's like that's powerful because you know we have this moment in our lives usually uh in college where we have some time to think about that kind of stuff right like where we want our lives to go and there's lots of like you get to experience a lot of different things and courses and all that maybe travel and it's supposed to give you some direction and then aside from that in life there's not a whole lot like there's the work that you do and there's momentum that builds up behind your career and then you can certainly make a change but you're having to do it from a place of very much of like I need to get the next paycheck I need to like get the next job yeah. right and few I think are fortunate enough um, to have some time to have a spouse who invented windows you know the platform <laughs> and, and yeah. do this and that is such a gift like uh, that's awesome you know that yeah. you can actually spend some time thinking about like where do I want to go what do I want to do? And it's not from a place of like, oh my God, I need to find it immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Yeah. I hope it goes well. To it. Thank you. Hope you don't murder your child. Yeah, well. Or same. if you do, it's just like in a cool way that we can like talk about, like in a true crime show. For know? sure. Yeah. No, it'll be, uh, yeah, it'll be really fascinating. Good. Make sure it's epic. Yeah, yeah. I feel a lot like of twists and turns. That's something I hadn't honestly even considered is that you now have this beautiful ability to take stock of your life a little bit. And to consider mm-hmm. where you're going after this, if you are. And I, mm-hmm. I, I don't think I've ever really done that with my own life. I've always been so reactive about things. Like mm-hmm. opportunities present themselves, and because I'm terrified they never will again, I just take it. 
you know? Mm-hmm. And, which isn't a bad thing either. Which isn't, but it's yeah. typical. You know, like that mm-hmm. that's that's what life is. Like that's that's what like ambition looks like most of the time. Mm-hmm. And um and great leaders and great thought leaders talk a lot about how you have to step back from that, you know? Like going back, well, you know, transitioning from your illustrious husband for a second, Bill Gates. Um, you know, like like it took Steve Jobs getting kicked out from Apple for him to come back and remake it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of the time we have to take a step back from something to appreciate what it really is, and then you can go back into it more engaged. And so I think from a business perspective, it also makes a lot of sense for more people to leave the workplace Mm-hmm. And transition out of it to be able to transition back into it more productively too. I just think it's a great idea. I just I, it's it's very cool. Thanks. And how cool yeah. is it that we can remember back to this conversation and think, wow, that was just a year before Joe Kettner decided to colonize Mars or something wild yeah. like that, right? That's amazing. Why stop there? This but is yeah, the conversation yeah. that we had that I put actually, the planted I don't know the if seed I can say much more in your but brain. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, it's all happening. Yeah, yeah. Hyperloop. Yeah. I, we do have to ask this one other question. It's a big one. It's an important one. What's your favorite thing about the po- podcast? Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. You don't have to answer that. No. Wait, I'm... how about what's the thing you hate the most? That would be interesting, too. Oh, that's harder. I don't know. Um, there's it's a love hard, hate relationship so much the, about uh, it. So it's like, yeah, it's like, where, how do you narrow that down? Yeah. Love, you really don't have to answer like this question. That's a very discreet thing. It's like the music in the front. And then they, those two guys start talking. And it's like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. yeah. What, what do you think about our theme song? Uh, I enjoy it actually. What, what is that? So that's uh, when when we first started this project back in the year eighteen oh four. We were looking for free music to use, and yeah. I found this weird gypsy band. And I was yeah. like, you know what? This sounds like fun, and we used it. And now we always now it's just so I think people assume that it's like proprietary to the show. It's just mm-hmm. by this like weird gypsy band. But yeah. I think it's fucking great. It, yeah, it sounds like right like now everybody's going to start Waits picking it up because you just uh, advertised Google it. Or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. Stamps.com will cover our asses. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thanks for coming on, Joe. Yeah, thank you guys. It's a pleasure. This I hope really we can great. have you on really again and check show. in, especially yeah, once absolutely. you decide you know, what that next great project's going to be. We actually have like chopper sounds in the background. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> live, late <Hello>. breaking. <laughs> I think yeah. it'd be a great idea to check in in a little bit. You know, and yeah, see, how, see how it's going. Maybe even if you can just call in, you don't have to come all the way into the city. But or yeah, sure. have you back in live? That'd be they, a lot of fun. They've got internet on the space station now, right? They do. Okay. Yeah. So so we're good there. Yeah. The hyperloop. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, Joe. Great.